Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan. I'm the principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts and in North Coast Dance Studio. And joining me is my lovely co-host, Jane Hilston. Jane is the Managing Director of Dragonfly Marketing and a published author. How's it going, Jane? I'm really well, Stace. What about yourself? Yes, getting, getting there with this new normal, getting used to things, being a little bit different. And, and you're referring to the, the new normal of coronavirus, COVID-19. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's not one of my favourite things for this week, but we normally start our episodes off with talking about our favourite things. What's your favourite thing this week, Jane? Because I normally always go first. Yes, um, that's because I'm usually hurriedly trying to remember what my favourite thing is, but I've got it ready this time. My favourite thing is seeing you on LinkedIn. <laughs> I must say, how gosh, how many episodes have we had this conversation with me um, imploring you to get on LinkedIn and have a good go? I've been waiting for you to notice. You've been on there. You've been on there. Um, in case people haven't heard me rave about LinkedIn before, and I'm sure our guest Nina, who we'll introduce in a, uh, a second, will agree, here LinkedIn is my favorite platform by far at the moment it provides me with the most valuable content to my day um, from a professional perspective but even from a kind of social perspective as well so good to see you there Stace what's what's your favorite thing um, my favourite thing was it was Lucinda's birthday and whilst I couldn't be with her my husband sent me a, a like a video of her unwrapping her presents and uh, whilst the things that I got were completely trivial, she didn't get a new bike or a trampoline or anything like that. She just got some, you know, little toys and books that she, um, that she asked for. When she opened them, she had the most, like, joyous, excited, like, just the, I just made a seven-year-old's day. Like, she was just so happy. So I was, like, kicking some goals for me as a mum, but also to see her, like, super happy. That's my, been my favourite thing that's happened this week. That is awesome. And Nina Christian is joining us today and she is the founder and CEO of a company called, now tell me, how do I actually, it's a marketing agency, is it Braveda? Do I yes, pronounce it? Braveda? Yes, you've got it exactly right. Okay, excellent. So she is the founder and CEO of Braveda, a marketing agency. And how I met Nina was actually through the Australian Marketing Institute. So Nina is the um, Victorian chair of the Australian Marketing Institute um, Victorian Committee. She also has five children and she also works on, just seemingly seems to be working on a new project all the time. Every time I see something from Nina, I'm like, what? Like, how does this, how does this woman fit all of this in? Five children, runs an agency, the chair of quite an active um, committee of, of the major marketing institute for, for our industry, um, and then all of these other fabulous projects. And so all of this time I've been thinking, gosh, she gets a lot into her, into her week. And then I found out that she does it all in 25 hours and actually she's reducing that to 15. And we're going to deep dive into that um, in a minute. But for now, Nina, do you have anything that is like making you sing at the moment? Is, do you have a favourite thing? <laughs> Absolutely. And I just have to uh, pepper our conversation with the, I guess, the backdrop of the current situation that we're going through. 
because obviously there's a lot of change for all of us at the time, uh, at the moment. Mm. And uh, so with some of the changes that I'm facing both in the business and on the family front, uh, my hours and approach are definitely always up for modification and <laughs> optimization. It's a daily process at the moment I and it's it. very much day by day. But um, in terms of something that makes me sing, uh, yesterday was my son's birthday, my middle son, turning nine. And so with all the hoo-ha, um, he needed a bit of TLC and I kept him home from school. I was doing a coaching call in the morning uh, for one of my entrepreneurs and marketers groups and um, that was going swimmingly. He knew that, you know, it was just going to be a, a one-hour thing and then he and mum were off to buy his birthday present. And, you know, about 10 minutes before it finished up, I heard this big clunk followed by a big howl uh -oh. and um, the poor little thing had fallen down the stairs and kicked his leg and really injured himself. And, you know, the the... the well, I'll get to the thing part in a second, but, you know, I was in my element, I was working, I was serving people, I was encouraging people, but at the same time, I had the complete freedom to go, oops, hang on a minute, I think something's just happened, and I was able to duck out, scoop him up, give him a cuddle, bring him back, sit him on my lap, introduce him to an amazing bunch of people who were all around the world, and um, finish the rest of the session and he gets to see what mum does and my kids are quite used to that but yeah. you know just not having to choose and be there or there is something that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very very thankful and grateful for and you know to add another layer to that is I actually see that with every challenge comes uh, an opportunity depending on how you look at it and this current season I do believe is going to change everything and yeah. one of the ways that we can embrace that and see what is what could be a new possibility is for more people to be able to enjoy a uh, a work style of their choosing, so that it's set up in a way that they design it, not that a way that they feel like they've been forced into it. Oh, I agree. Amen to that. Like if this is something that comes out of that, and I agree with you. I think there'll be so many learnings to take away from this this um, time and this period, which will, I think, disrupt us for, you know, a couple of months at least. Um, but if there's more acceptance around just the simple act of people working from home or being able to prioritise other areas of their life to fit in, as you said, with, with their work-life balance, I think that would be, be amazing. Um, but tell us about, I mean, obviously listeners are, are, are used to me talking about me and what I do with marketing and those sorts of things, but tell us about your agency and tell us, is there a story that kind of illustrates why you do what you, you do with Braveda? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the story now is obviously very different to when it was, what it was when I started. So I've been running this agency for 20 years. And I founded it kind of by accident in that I'd just finished up a major stint uh, working on the Sydney Olympic Games. And so, uh, and, and I was planning to have a big break and that kind of didn't happen because I got invited to do a whole bunch of projects. And um, by default, I started my own agency. And so I've been, I won't go through all the details, but it's been through various iterations during that time. Um, you know, serving different sectors of the marketplace in that time. And the beauty of it is that I have been able to reinvent that several times. And I'll skip fast forward to probably about 17 years into the journey. 
where I decided that I wanted to take a different direction. I was had, you know, done my dash to being a full service marketing agency and doing all of that. I was really excited about some of the uh, developments we were seeing in the marketing arena and I really wanted to, to jump on board. And so I began an exploration pro process around what would that look like? What would it look like for me, for those working for me, for um, the brand, for the clients, etc. And it was definitely a, transi a transition over a few years, but I definitely moved towards a model that was going to serve uh, serve me um, in, in that I actually came up with a, a, a service that was meeting a need in the marketplace around content and thought leadership and so tapping into where I was seeing the market going. So um, after all of that, I forgot the question. What was the question? Ah, <laughs> Sorry. A story that, that illustrates, but that's a great backstory, a story that illustrates why you do what, what you do. But that's okay. to know that backstory. Yeah, yeah, why I do what I do. Um, and so the, the catalyst for that, I actually went through a rebrand a few years ago around the time that I decided I want to shift direction. And I went really, really deep into doing a rebrand. And Jane and any marketers out there, you know that when you go, when you do a rebrand, it's not just about a name change, it's not just about a logo, it's not just about the colours and all of that. That's just the, the, not even the icing on the cake, that's just like the pretty decorations on top of the icing. But to really have a brand that means something and that actually connects with people, you need to strip it right back to the core and its very essence and start there and build out. And that, when you do that for a client or for, for someone else, is a fairly, uh, I guess, an automated or you, you put your professional hat on and you, you guide people through that process and it's fairly standard. When you're doing it for yourself, it's really, oh, really interesting, really challenging. And I know you've been there and have done absolutely amazing with your brain. In fact, you know, what you've done in the marketplace with Dragonfly Marketing, and I've been avidly uh, watching and cheering for a couple of years, especially watching watching the evolution of that. Um, but, but, but going through and digging deep, it, it, it really challenged me and it took me several months and it was an evolving process. And even when I realised what I wanted the brand to stand for, which at its core was to be very much a for-purpose brand, not just in, uh, you know, it, not just in the, the causes we support and the work that we do, but in who we are and who we show up to be as as marketers and as people in the um, in the marketplace. So I, I knew that. I wanted this brand to have impact. I knew that I wanted it to be a an extension and reflection of a lot of the experiences that I'd gone through in my life where I felt that, you know, I, I can take that and um, through the agency, or which is a vehicle, yeah. it's not the be-all and the end-all, but actually live out another layer of that experience so I, I I'm probably going a little bit deep here for that I apologize <laughs> but I'm really really into brands connecting emotionally and that for me it's it, it it's it's the core of what we do as marketers and I'm really excited because uh the current season has um I guess propelled people into looking at what does a brand really stand for and you have to really, and I'm talking even just pre-coronavirus here, I'm talking the last year or two, in the age of authenticity and showing up in a genuine way and being consistent and congruent, 
with your beliefs and your values and your brands and how that's being expressed in all facets of your work. Yeah. And, and so that, that, that's the difference between, um, you know, a logo and a brand really. Yeah. And that was something that I guess I've been really excited about. And, um, yeah, I think hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so what I get from that is, you know, you've had that 20 years of, of working um, within that marketing agency and mark, the marketing industry has changed exponentially over yeah. the last 20 years. Um, but for you now, you're in a spot where that, you know, connecting people or connecting organisations to the essence of their brand and helping people understand that, a brand is so much more than just the pretty visuals and the logo and the name that we come up. A brand should reflect the essence of, of that person. And that's, that's really powerful for not only uh, creating a sustainable brand and an authentic brand, but it's a much richer experience I'm, I'm, I'm getting from your answer in terms of it's, it's a much more fulfilling kind of end game when you've, when you've really considered it in such detail. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, I mean, we're, I'm at the stage now where um, I'm very thankful that I get to basically choose who I want to work with. And so for me, it's also about really aligning with brands that are similarly culturally yes. aligned because we then become like like family. We just do yes. things together. We do business life together. Yes. And, you know, if, if I didn't know who I was, then this and and then I could not impart that to others and you know rally a, a a team who would buy into that vision who would then you know together with myself express that and become that yeah. um, and and that then you know has that magnetic effect with attracting the right clients and the right That's audiences right. and the different expression and it's just a very beautiful congruent way to live life and show up because for me personally I don't have this huge differentiation of work and home and life and all the rest it for me I've just taken on a new perspective around that in the last year or two where I've, I've seen it as one very seamless existence just woven together in different ways and I get to go in and out as as I choose to do and that's probably you know a slightly different conversation but yeah. one that you know, the, all of what we just discussed definitely plays into it too. And look, I just, I am so desperate to deep dive into the next topic because your time management, uh, I mentioned briefly in the introduction before, I almost fell off my chair when I read that you do all the things that you do in 25 hours. And then in the next breath, you said you were reducing that to 15 hours. And all this time, I was looking at your workload and all the things that you work on, five kids, agency, chair of the committee, plus all these other projects that, that you work on. And I was thinking, wow, she fits a lot into, you know, her 40, 50-hour week. <laughs> and then you're doing yeah. it in half the time. Talk us through. Tell yeah, us. sure. What's Tell us everything. What's your secret? <laughs> we want to know everything. The secret is... And you, you know that illustrate that that story that the professor talks about about the the, the jar of life where you put the big rocks into oh, the yes. jar and then you know is there any space? They say no, it's full. You know, put the little rocks in. Said no, is it full? They 
put the sand in, is it full? Then they put the water in, but the whole purpose of starting with the big rocks and really getting clear on what is important in your life. And I have had to continually ask myself questions, which is not uh, which which are not the traditional ones. Like I, I feel that in the last year or two, I started to ask a lot better questions and not just, I can't do this, but what would need to happen for me to blank, blank, blank? Who do I need to be in able to be able to blank, blank, blank? And then, so starting with those questions and, and there's been an, a, a heck of a lot of um, personal development and investments, personal development and focus on personal development for myself to really level up in the, in those areas professionally as well as um, predominantly professionally but also uh, personally. Yeah. And uh, to, you know, so so, for, so that's one thing, the being clear on what is the focus and the priority because if you don't have that as the front and centre, um, if it's always an afterthought and you're always if, if spending time with kids or, you know, looking after yourself more or starting a side hustle or whatever it is that might be important to you, if you're ever going to attempt to fit that around life, it's never going to happen. So for me, it's about was about being intentional from the get go. And I would so there's a, a few principles. One, I definitely operate in seasons. So for me, I never go, this is the new normal. I, I, just like we have winter, summer, spring and autumn, I say, this is how I'm doing it for this season. And for me, it's long enough to see if it works. It's short enough to change it if it doesn't. It's, uh, a, a, there's a, a rhythm and a cycle to continually modify and evolve. And then I'm also, I'm not locking myself into anything. And when you take that approach and you continually iterate and optimise and look at how you could do things better, why something's not working, and, you know, I'm like you, I get thrown sometimes like feels like a thousand flipping curveballs <laughs> and all the best laid plans just go right out the window. Yeah. And, you know... It just it just happens, and you just got to flop. You got to you got to go with it. But that brings me back to the next thing after seasons is definitely around systems. So yes. I operate by systems. I operate by systems in my business. I operate by systems at home equally so, and I put a huge amount of time into setting up those systems and thinking them through, and then looking at what. Did work, didn't work, what I could do better. And I typically, I mean, this is a, a bit of a practical thing, like how I actually do it. Usually on a Sunday is, is, is a day that I'm not, you know, in business mode and I'm a bit more chilled and I've got some time to think. And that pretty much uh, forms part of my Sunday routine, usually in the afternoon when things might be, you know, I might have an hour or so just, and I will literally sit there with, um, you know, a, a a, a calendar, not a calendar, but a, a blank sheet of paper that has my week, and I will literally map out what this week is going to look like. And that for me gives me such a sense of clarity and also knowing what's there and is there anything there that shouldn't be there. Um, you know, it's got all the big rocks in there. Um, you know, my, my kids' stuff is always a, the biggest rocks, they go in first. Then meetings and business, oh, I'll come to that. I don't do. I, I just don't do meetings. 
Um, I love that. I want to hear. <laughs> but uh, it's such a big, such a time waster. Um, yeah. So, but you know, there are things that I would need to attend. For example, you know, my my committee meetings, or I sit on a number of marketing advisory boards, or something like that. And you know, I mean, I'm very selective as to how to choose how I choose which things um, take my precious time because yeah. I I have to make sure that it's um, going to energize me personally and professionally for me to do it. If something's a drain at this stage in my life, I just don't do it. Um, and that's how I also ensure that I get fed and I have those different needs met around socialization and connection and um, in fun, etc. I try and look for ways that I can do a couple of things at once. So, uh, so that's so systems and processes is definitely. So I have my own systems um, at home. My kids have systems. I, you know, they don't Talk always us through one of those systems. Give us, give us a kid system. Okay, a kid system would be when they come home from school. Before they have afternoon tea, they need to put their bag away, wash their hands. At the moment, twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Put your bag away, uh, wash your hands, put your lunchbox on the table, on the kitchen bench and your drink bottle, uh, put your socks and shoes away and I have a special, uh, a, a special shelf thing for each of the children's shoes, like one school shoes, one sneakers, so that we're not looking for shoes the next morning. Oh, my God. Um, then they, um, and also any notes. And once they've done that, I mean, seriously, they could do all of that in two minutes. It yeah. sounds like a lot, but it's not. No. But then I make sure that there's afternoon tea there. And then that's the, I guess, the, what do you call it? The carrot. The reward. That, yeah. The reward that makes them actually, makes it easier for me to say, to, to be not the draconian, do this, do this, do this. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, great. Have you done this? Okay. Like, and, and I have this thing. And if this was on video, I potentially even show you. Um, but I, um, I have some pictures of it. I have all these things written up right in that place where I'm standing at that time so that I can see it so I'm not have to churn brain power um, to, to, to actually think through all of those things because I'm on like cognitive overload by 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I take the, the thought out of it and just go this, 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 and then you can have the after afternoon tea. So that's just one system. Wow. Okay. Love that. You also mentioned your morning system because you've got five kids. I know I've mentioned that a few times, but this is like that's a lot of kids to, to get organised and out the door. And it's not like some of them are 21. Like they're all school-aged kids. Have you got a similar setup in the morning in terms of these are all the things you have to do before you leave and yeah. just written up and... Yeah, pretty much. And I also dialogue with the kids. And I don't know how much you want to go into the personal things. I think it's a business podcast, but if it's of interest, I'm happy to do oh, it. We're all, we're I'm all working parents. Yeah, I'm okay. all about it. Tell me okay. all the okay. things. I'm writing all the notes. Okay, all right. Well, look, I'll just take your signal. If you want me to you know, park it at any stage, just, just, no. just let me know. But um, <laughs> basically, I, in order to get them to buy in, because the thing that I hate the most is trying to get kids out of bed in the morning. And try, you know, like it's just it's hard enough to, to get myself going, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and so, in this season, and again, now everything is going to be up for discussion after the you know, I found out yesterday that my kids are 
remote learning as of Monday. So, you know, there's another curveball. I had a full day planned today. I'm setting up home because today's my last day sans kids and I've got to work and I'm going to have kids doing stuff as well. So I had to think about what that's going to look like. But, you know, I... Uh, in the before in this season, so I t t that's an example of how everything this seasonal approach really works. And in this season, which I started in January, so I traditionally take about you know whatever four to six weeks off uh, over the Christmas New Year time to reevaluate everything and to get present with my kids and just to disconnect from work and reevaluate everything, which really really helps. It's probably another really big thing that helps me do what I do. Uh, at that time, I realised that we're going to have to do things differently with my youngest starting school. And in this particular season, uh, I decided that I wanted to pretty much mostly do that myself. And, you know, in the past I've had nannies and, you know, that's fabulous as well. But I just felt that with my youngest starting school, I mum needs to, I, it's a it's an opportunity to set a new normal for our family. And I need to be there to create this new normal with the children and to set that in place so that if and when someone else comes in to help out, if I'm travelling or whatever, they know what they're following and the kids will all know that. So I decided in this season, that's where we come back from the, the 25 hours to the 15 hours, Jane, I decided that that's what I needed to be there for the kids in the mornings because before, when I was more around the 25 hours, my work hours would be pretty much like around 6.30 in the morning, 6.37 until kind of 2, 2.30 on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday-ish. Yeah. Um, and Monday I generally wouldn't work. There would be a day at home with my, at the time it was my preschooler or whoever else was home. And uh, Thursday and, and Friday I would do, you know, errands or stuff like that and I'd kind of work or take phone calls or do stuff in between and have a kid in tow but it wasn't strictly work it wasn't strictly non-work so that's yeah. how I kind of arrived at the 25 um, hours um, and it, it was never exactly that okay no, I had to be completely a, transparent it sometimes it's heaps more sometimes it's heaps less when I've got a family crisis on like just yeah. you can yeah um, so so but that's that's the, the general plan and pattern and so I would get up early and, and go and have somebody help in the mornings because I talked to my kids about that and they said you know mum we really want you home in the afternoon that's what we like we like it when you're home after school we don't mind so much in the morning because we're just rolling out of bed and getting off to school anyway but in this season I f figured that I needed to be there to create these systems to create this new normal so I decided to actually talk to the kids about it. I decided to exercise this, uh, what do you call it? Like um, democracy. Not, no, not quite democracy. I, what the words, authoritative leadership, not authoritarian. Oh, okay. We're telling people how to do it. Not democracy where it's up to a vote. Well, it's everybody. It's, it's, you know what, I'll take input from everybody. I'll listen to your reasons because you might have, have, have something that I haven't thought about. Interesting. I'll listen to what you think and then I'll make the decision yes. on what I think is going to be best for the whole family. Great. Um, so I spoke to them individually about the mornings and I said, okay, so here's the deal. You know, we all need to get to school at this time and mum needs to get to work. What needs to happen for us to be all ready at 7.30 for you? What needs to happen? So what time do you, if we need to be ready to leave at 7.30, well, what time do you need to be down for breakfast? Let's say well, quarter past seven. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. 
So you've told me you would like to, you're prepared to be down at quarter past seven. Great job. So what time do you need to be out of bed and getting dressed in order to be downstairs by some, like, oh, five past seven? Okay, okay, great. So what time do you need to be out of bed to, you know, whatever, use the bathroom and make your bed and all the rest, seven o'clock? Okay, so... Oh, I don't know about you, but I don't always get up first time my alarm goes off. Sometimes it just takes me a few minutes to get going. So what about you? How long does it take you to get going? What time would you like, you like your alarm to go off if that meant that you needed to be up by 7? And they'd say, you know, one said 6.45, one said 7.50, whatever. And so by taking that approach, I wasn't saying, right, here's the deal. We have to get up at 7.20. Yes. No, 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 no. I, I, I framed it in a way that, that I guess empowered them to do it but within the constructs that I was telling them like I wasn't giving them the option to go yeah I want to get up at 6 30 and play video video games for an hour or something like that I kind of led the questioning in a way that made them feel that they were in control oh, um if that makes sense so it complete sense and and Nina I don't know is this like I'm thinking this is the way that you could manage a team in your your work is this the way that, that you would kind of manage your workforce as well yes, in terms yes. of go on the journey together? Absolutely. If you need to get these deadlines met or if you need to get these projects done, what Correct. do you think you need to do? What do you need to do? What do you need from me? What do you need everybody else? Correct. Yes, and in the business it's about systems and processes as well. I mean, what we do now is, is no mean feat. I mean, we will take... Uh, we'll do uh, for a content, literally putting out hundreds of pieces of content a month across all platforms, video, audio, articles, um, design, all sorts of things. And you could not do that volume um, for multiple brands if you didn't have really, really good systems. So we're constantly, you know, I took several months off last year to actually go out and build out those systems. And I love it. It's, it's, it's really empowering. But at the same time, we're always optimising and things are always changing. And so I'm, I take a very uh, – uh, I can be prescriptive if I need to be, but yes. I don't really like to be. I'd rather take input and yes. then tweak it and see if it works and then give it back and say, well, how could we do it better? So that's, that is generally my, my, my leadership style in the home and in the workplace. <laughs> Now, one question I have, we've spoken about meetings and you yeah. said meetings, they're a waste of time. I try to yeah. have as, as little as possible. How do you manage that? How do you manage that expectation? Because for a lot of us, meetings are not generally meetings that we're calling or some of them might be, but yeah. then there's a lot of, like particularly for you and I, we have clients for Stacey yeah. in her business. She has parents and multiple stakeholders, you know, her classes, yeah. etc. How do you manage minimising meetings? Yeah. So uh, I have two, two, two main, I guess, buckets that the meetings will fall into. It's people who are going to pay money or who pay money or will pay money <laughs> and everybody else, right? And every, pretty much everything else falls into the everything else, right? Or, and there also is probably my own... Uh, professional development or if something really aligns with one of my own strategic objectives personally or as a business, then there's room, for, there's probably some middle ground for that. That'll go in the middle. Um, so for, I will take, I will do client meetings, not often, um, just only when they're necessary. 
and I have very regular dialogue with clients and, you know, the way we operate doesn't require a lot of toing and froing. I've set it up intentionally that way. Um, because of my schedule as well, I didn't ever really want to be in a place where I'm too committed to being in a certain place at a certain yeah. time, things like that. And and as far as physical meetings, and I'm, I'm saying I hardly even do online meetings. Physical meetings, I literally do, um, well, I don't do physical generally physical meetings with a client except you know if I'm traveling and in the, I'm in their city or if um, I, it's a new client or something like that and it's a sizable opportunity then yeah I'll do one or two you know client meetings and the rest is done online that's it's fine um, then the the everything else is pretty much done online except for occasionally a marketing event um, an AMI meeting, maybe one or two other things. But I literally, I don't go out more than probably two nights a month would probably be my ceiling. So I have space for my monthly uh, Australian Marketing Institute committee meeting and one other meeting, if it were anything. And if it's an event, then that's, that spot's gone. Yeah. Then during the week, uh, I would, or during the month, I pretty much would do one or two meetings a month which are not in the client section or my own regular you know say my own coaching or things like that where, where I'm being yeah. fed uh, professionally so I, I, I pretty much have like a spot a month and so I set that expectation when someone would ask for a meeting I, 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 I don't offer meetings um, if it's somebody who needs my help I'll I'll just I'll jump on a phone call. I'll just ring them and then be done in five ten minutes. Yeah. Or I'll I'll just email them because I can you know smash out a, a thought or an advice or something like that on email. I'm not doing back and forwards emails a lot, but emails work for me because I can pick them up at a time that I choose. Yes. And it's generally not urgent. If something's urgent, I jump on the phone. That's it. But and then it's short and sweet. Um, and that's how I do it. I I I don't because otherwise. I would look at my calendar and I just feel sick and overwhelmed just by all these people feeling like all these people are determining what my week's going to look like. Yes. It's very disempowering for me. So yes. by not doing those meetings, um, it, 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 because time is at this point in time, my most precious commodity, I'm absolutely brutal with it. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Can oh. I talk about your team and your support that enables you to make this happen? Do you have, a bulldog at the gate that makes sure that you know your schedule doesn't get filled up or do you have do you have a team that you have staff I do don't have yeah. staff meetings with or I do I do I generally connect but I have a rule <laughs> again this is spends business spends business and family um, because I, I, I have to look at that that as one unit because if I'm trying to do both and trying to be everything in both I'm just I'm not going to be successful at either of them yeah so I say how many people and, and and can I have relationship with and report to so in terms of let's call them direct reports right and like you may laugh but there was a very famous person in history who had 12 direct reports <laughs> his name is Jesus and I figure <laughs> oh. that if Jesus had 12 <laughs> disciples, people, he had three in a circle, he had 12 disciples, 
I ain't Jesus, so I can't have 12. But I'll just <laughs> go, all right, I'm not having more than about 10 people. <laughs> and so direct reports to me are people that at any time of the day I would take a call from if they reached out for. They would be so people who would be taking, looking to me for direction or support. They would be people who at any given day I'd want to have some visibility on where they're at emotionally or personally because they're important to me. Yes. And so I can't do that for 40 people. Yes. I can do that for 10 people. So whatever, and, and, and again, this is always has to be evaluated based on seasons and projects and what you've got, I've got going on and things like that. But at the moment I go, all right, well, you know, my five kids, they take up five of those spots because they are people that at any given moment I would be there for. Yeah. I also need to prioritise checking in on them emotionally, having a relationship with them. Then I, in seasons where I would have um, a nanny helping in the home, uh, that would be one person as well. Wow. I, yeah. I need to know where they're at emotionally and I need to debrief with them and I need to talk and I need to be available anytime they call. So that would leave me about four um, other spots and uh, so, you know, I would typically, I mean, I fairly run um, a fairly lean team uh, at the moment. I mean, I've had big teams, I've had small teams, it probably, you know, smallish at the moment. But I, I, at the time, at the moment, I won't have more than a handful of people that report directly to me. And when it exceeds that, which it does at the moment, I, then I have a person who's responsible for those right. people. Um, if that it makes does. sense. So I make sure, and, and that's something that, you know, from a marketing agency perspective, I, I probably wish I did better earlier in terms of um, that, that structure and having uh, right now I have like a HR operations person who just takes that hassle out of me because we have a lot of, you know, as well as our fixed team, we have a lot of contractors in the mix and, you know, if, if people, you know, coming in and out, and I don't want to then be burdened with knowing the ins and outs of every single person. So I have my, you know, probably maybe up to probably about four people that I will could have very, very close relationship with um, at any given time and then everyone else goes through someone. And then at other stages where I've had, uh, I've been launching different projects or different brands and I've needed to have um, someone running that you know, like social enterprise or something, then one of those spots goes to that person. So for me, I always cap wow. it at this kind of 10 people that I have relationship with and, you know, from a business perspective, that means five. Um, so there you go. My gosh, that is. And something that is just coming, like in every single one of your answers, I'm just going your levels of discipline. So not only your forethought to actually have been going through your whole life iterating, optimising, analysing, reviewing, and then actually actioning that. So not even just sitting back and going, okay, did that work or did it? No, nah, it didn't really. Anyway, next, you know, you've actually sat and gone through the whole process, clearly your whole life which has got you into this position now where you firmly know how to plan for a successful outcome, which is amazing. But then you've also got the dis discipline to be able to go, this is all I can manage and that's all I'm going to. Because one thing I'm guilty of, and I think a lot of women are guilty of, is overscheduling, just going, well, I know that this is all I can manage and I know that this is all I can, you know, put up with in any given week, month, whatever. 
but I don't want to disappoint that person. Do you know what I mean? Like they're asking me to do something or I feel like I need to do this to help them out. So I'll just squeeze it in and see how it goes. And, and that was one of my questions, but I think you've answered it in terms yeah. of it's just an unwavering commitment that, that comes from a complete comprehension of what you need to do to be able to succeed and the discipline of, of instilling the actions that go around that to make sure that that, that happens. Yeah, and, and just to that point, it's not to say that I can't do something extra if somebody really, if, if somebody wants help and I choose to do that, then I may choose to make room in my schedule for yeah. that. But the key there is that that's my choice. Yes. And I will always make sure that I'm doing it because I want to do that, not because I'm feeling pressured to do that. And yes. that is the big difference because when you give up doing stuff to try and appease other people because you realise people come and go out of your life and like whatever and you're not going to get that time with your kids again and, yes. you know, all of this stuff that you do for other people you know, it, it's, it's, it's drawing from you emotionally and you've got to protect that emotional bank balance. So for me, the, the litmus test is, do I want to do it? Because yeah. if it's going to bring me joy and I want to do it, and, and that could be helping somebody like, yes. who's really stuck and that's going to bring joy to me and that's fine. But, you know, if, 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 if I've got a full plate, if that cup's full, I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect. Like I'm like, like you, Jane, like, and I, if I do take on more stuff and then water's spilling over the side and the first thing to go is our emotional health. Yeah. And I, after, especially like that's where my, you know, four to six weeks off each year, it's a complete reset. It's a complete reboot. And that's probably um, another really, really good. I mean, not everybody might be in a position where they can do that, but if they can, like I completely go off the grid for a couple of weeks of that. One week mm. is not even phone. Um, and it just allows me to have a mental reset. It yeah. breaks all patterns. And when I come back, I've got a completely fresh canvas. Nobody would expect to get an email from me in that period. And I set that up intentionally beforehand. I talk about it for about a month beforehand that I'm going yeah. off the grid. I'm going off the grid, I'm doing this. You know, you probably might have even heard me say that. Yeah, so that I did. mentally, then I know, I've told everybody, no yeah. one's emergency trying to contact me. Um, yeah. you know, there's, I also set up a vehicle if there was a true emergency that I could be contacted via somebody, but they know that they have to talk to a family member to get to me. And so <laughs> they're not going to do it. <laughs> there's the pit bull you were after, Stace. There's the pit bull that you were, that you were looking for, the, the, the nine-year-old. Put yes. the nine-year-old in charge of yeah. screening the call. But that's, that's the thing. If, you, if people are struggling with overwhelm and commitment and saying no, it, you, you have to take stock, step back, and really consider, ask the brutal question, is, is that more important than this one night at home with my kids? And, yeah. like, you might think that every night is the same with your kids, but that's every night is that night with your kids and you're not going to get that time again. Is that meeting worth me missing out on a, a whole, on, on not seeing the kids um, yeah. for? Probably yeah. not, you know. Yeah. So I give yeah. myself my limit, which is two a month. That's fine. And everything else I go for this season, yeah. you know, it, it, it'll be different later on. Yeah. But that's yeah. right yeah. for now where I'm at. Oh, I love okay. the notion of the season. So I get I. so um, 
terrified of getting getting out of sync or making big changes and and often I don't move forward because I'm thinking oh no well it's just working so we'll just keep it as it is and but yes. that idea of it just being a season that it's fluid that I can chop and change if I need to I can add what um you know add things if things aren't working and take away those things that we need to get rid of I love that you're my new hero oh my gosh I know <laughs> Stace and I are just like leaning so hard yeah. into this conversation. It's like I think like the whole time all I'm thinking is, oh, and I think I said this to you, Nina, as well. I said, you have to write a book. You have to write a book on this. But like this could be like your coach, you, you could coach, you could, like you have so much to be able to offer. Like just from this, I have just learned so much. But not only just learned as a concept and, and, and in context, but just like you've just given us some real um, actionable takeaways that, you know, just things like, you know, and I know Stace likes to draw up her week as well, you know, which, which um, I always go, oh, gosh, in the time that I've drawn up my week, I could have actually written a marketing plan and put a website together. But, you know, I think, I think the idea, and especially of kind of doing it week, week by week, um, it's, it's, it, it does grow on me a little bit. I've, I've, I've started doing little bits within my Google calendar, but it's all from the work point of view. You know, I never schedule in anything in terms of family or me time or, or anything like that. But as you say, you know, it's so important to be able to, to keep your own emotional health so that you can do all of those, those extra things. Can I ask Nina, do you, are you as disciplined when it comes to sleep as you are into with everything else in your world do you know what until this year i'd say it was always on my try to do want to do attempt to do but not do too well department um wouldn't be too bad i'd be okay um but when there was something on i would not hesitate to you know like I don't know, 20 years as an entrepreneur, <laughs> it's hard to get that out of your system sometimes, just that thing of work. Um, but the this year I have been a lot better at looking at, at prioritising and uh, because I realised that, and, and but that was very connected to my wife for this season and my purpose. And so that's why there was motivation to do it. Like for, we all know that we should sleep more. You know, for years, Arianna Huffington's been telling us to sleep. Yeah. You know, we know the importance of sleep. Scientists tell us, you know, for everything, it's important and it's cognitive knowledge. But with this new season where, you know, I had to show up and do mornings for the kids, I was like, sleep. The only way I'm actually going to be physically able to do this is if I sleep. So yeah. it went from being a, a goal or a nice to have to, ah, uh, this is actually the the cog in the center of the wheel and if that doesn't happen everything else is moot so i need to make it a priority yeah. uh, so sleep for me has yeah actually taken on a, a much better role this year um yeah. and like i said you know i've always been a decent sleeper but this year it's actually gone to another level it's on the priority so, I mean, your time management skills, your discipline skills, even just in terms of setting up the constructs of an organisation, like your, your, your words around kind of the, the amount of direct reports you have um, and, you know, you've, you've set up a, a remote workforce. I think we're going to have to have you on the podcast another time to find out because there's so many other questions that I have to, to ask you. So obviously you've learned a lot there too. Are there any particular guiding podcasts or books or authors or 
you know, people that you've prescribed to over the years that have helped kind of instill these lessons within you that you've then gone to go and probably make your own of that, that you can point uh, listeners in Absolutely. the direction of. Yeah. So this is a case of probably like too many to, you know, there's so many good ones, but I'll try and give you just a couple in the context of the main things we've been talking about, which is systems and efficiencies. And let's keep it on that theme, I guess. Yeah. Um, but a couple that I read and significantly impacted me, I actually have some here uh, on the shelf behind me. Um, this one, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear is okay. absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, completely changed the way and was very liberating in the way that I executed on the things that I wanted to see. And now that you're holding that up, I, I've just finished Atomic Habits and so many of your systems, I can see how they intertwine with the book. Yeah. It's all about creating habits is all about linking actions together. Yeah. And that even just the example you gave of the kids coming home and they come, you know, in the door and their bag goes here and they have to get these things out. They're all linkages and they all yep. come together. I love that. Yep. Another great one in this context of what we're talking about, Michael Hyatt, Free to Focus. Right. Um, and that, that, that would be, I think, for uh, working mums, especially business owner working mums, that one is a game changer. Excellent. And... Uh, what else have I got that's relevant in this context? Uh, E-Myth is great. Oh, well. yes. yes. Love that one. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're talking systems, those would probably be my top three go-tos. What about in terms of um, for people who hate systems <laughs> and who would rather <laughs> cut their eye out with a rusty spoon than write a system, what, um, how do you get your head around, where do you start, essentially? Where do you start? If I, if I want to become as systemized and as disciplined as you, Nina, where, where do I begin? Uh, I'd say th those books would be a really great place to start. I mean, I, I'm probably organized. I wouldn't really call myself a systems person in that I don't naturally adhere to them. I want to, like I don't think any of us are, but I choose, like, to set those up as guardrails around my life and to basically manage me because yes. if I don't set those up to manage me, I couldn't do what I do in the time that I do it. I'd be running around with a chicken without its head cut off and yeah. I wouldn't have focus and I wouldn't have clarity. So I, I choose to, um, you know, implementing principles like this and it, I've, I've done it especially in the last few years and it's probably since having kids and it's been a gradual journey. Um, but it's, it's been for me, and, and I didn't have all of this, obviously, when I'm breastfeeding newborn babies and all of that, you know, that this is a different season. Like my youngest has just turned five now. So a lot of what I talk about is, it's, you know, when I was a, a mum nursing, you know, every couple of hours, that was a different season again. Yeah. You know, and I would have my support mechanisms and things in place differently. Um, yeah, but for the season that I'm in at the moment, it just helps me to take the load off having to think too much because I do an extraordinary amount of thinking on any yeah. given day. And yeah. the biggest one is knowing at any time, especially in the afternoon, what's everybody doing and who's doing what and, you know, who needs what and who's got what going on in their life and then having all these, you know, little people asking me questions all the time. Like I, I often say to them, guys, my brain, 
you, you got to stop. My brain's laggy at the moment. You know, it's like, you know, when you open too many browsers and things stop I <laughs> in that language. And yes. I say, mum's lagging at the moment. I've got too much, many things open. Let me close some things and I'll come back to you and then I'll give you my full attention and then I'll understand what you're saying. So I'm conscious that. that the more thinking that I can take out of the everyday things frees up room for me to think about the creative things because you know, having a couple of hours just to think about my week wouldn't happen if I didn't actually set that create that space. That makes yeah. yeah, 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 makes complete sense. I love it, Nina. Can I just ask one last question? When you do sit down at your desk and it is time to do your hours of of work, do you have a system or do you just attack at whatever's in front of you? What is there? What does your workflow look like? Yeah, good question. Yeah, sure. Uh, really good question. I'm in the process of. Uh, re-evaluating that at the moment it's a very much a work in progress for me I want to change the way I'm doing things because I I do probably what a lot of you do I check emails I check social media um, and that's okay but I'm actually trying to get more granular around how I check social media as well so that I try and put some systems in place in it to, to avoid me getting into the vortex because I just love connecting yeah. with people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, so pretty much like I, I usually have my list done the night before of what I'm focusing on that day. I'll never sit down without a clear idea of what I'm doing that day. What are my priorities? I'll do that the day before. When I sit down at my desk, I'll look at that again. Does something need to change? I'll try and bucket that. I'll I generally, to answer your question, Stace, I'll try and get a few quick wins off because that will get the, the juices going and it'll get me into momentum. So yes. I would not generally go into something, you know, heavy duty off the bat. I'll check my emails, feel like yeah. I've cleared the decks, maybe do a couple of things, shoot off a few messages. That gets me, then I'll do my main project or my main things in the, in the morning and then um, I try not to schedule meetings until uh, around late morning or lunchtime because that's when I've, that means I've got a, a good, chunk of my work day behind me yeah and then you know because the energy changes after you start having meetings so 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. love it cool <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> torn between wanting to ne never stop talking to you like never <laughs> let you leave um but also wanting to go right now so that I can start <laughs> actioning something like I'm like what do I do now? like we can't hold you hostage forever Nina but thank you so much for joining us on the podcast my absolute pleasure it's so much great content there and I know our listeners will just be um like just as eating it up like we like Jane and I have been um if people want to get in touch with you how do they uh, we, we can't all just wait for the book to be written yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd like to. Yeah, well, I am uh, starting to publish more around this on social media. So you can find me on um, LinkedIn and on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on at Nina Christian HQ. On Facebook is probably where I publish the most around around the personal stuff. Um, a bit on LinkedIn, and um, and I have a website, ninachristian.com. Um, I have my company website, but that's more about the agency, Braveda. Uh, but, you know, for those that are more interested in the, I guess, the personal journey, I've got my personal blog on there as well. So welcome to check it out. Oh, 
Yes, we'll be lapping it up, absolutely lapping it up. And look, I think um, at this stage we've got to say to, to book you in for part two of this, we'll have to talk about that because I want to find out more about, you know, your journey with the agency and, and the fluctuations that that business has been. And, and sure. you are obviously um, an, an entrepreneur um, creating a remote workforce. Like there's so much, obviously, that, that um, you can share to with our listeners in, in particular. So, uh, but, but for now, I'm just going to thank you profusely for all of that insight that you've just shared with us. Honestly, I just, I'm like Stace. I'm just like, right, what do I... <laughs> What do I take away and do next? You know, I'm, I'm going to go to, down to Bookface and go and grab those books as a starting point, you know. Yeah, yeah, let me know how you go. That would be yeah. exciting to continue the conversation. Oh, amazing. Thank you. That would you. be wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to Miss Bossy Boots. Of course, if you'd like to leave us a review with your takeaways from today's episode or anything else you love about Miss Bossy Boots, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. Or if you'd like to reach out to us and get in touch... You can join us at our Facebook group, Miss Bossy Boots Podcast. Um, just search for the group. We're also, we also have a page which you are, we would love you to come and follow, Miss Bossy Boots Podcast. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. Bye. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 